Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. It is March fourth, March fourth, two thousand twenty-two. Wow! I'm Steve Peasley, and I look forward to doing this podcast every day that I do it. Me and Justin switch off because I, I really do like hearing your financial investment questions, and I like answering. I like the show. I like doing it. I've been doing it over well over twenty years, and I've always liked it. Uh, Jerry Klein, which was Justin's grandfather, by the way, uh, used to do it first. He did it years and years when he first started the company. And uh, then I started helping him uh, back in, what, 1999, I think I started helping him do the show. And uh, I really had fun doing it. And I see why he liked doing it. So I like doing it. So I like sharing information with you. I, I will always give you unbiased answers. I always try to be as straightforward, as honest, and forthright as I can be. But it's you who drive the show. The direction of the show in today's podcast is based on what questions you ask. So it should be obvious by now, at some point in your life, you're going to have to realize that it comes when it comes to financial planning and well-being of your future, is your job. One of your jobs. You might be a, a husband, a wife, mother, father. Or, that's your jobs too, but your Personal financial future is in your hands. Now, a lot of people ignore it. You can do that. And when you ignore it, you get what you get. It's fine. A lot of people pay close attention to it, too. And those people listening to this podcast and radio show are the people paying close attention to it. And those I can help. I'll help you. I'll help you with any strategy. I'll help you with anything that I can help you with. Now, we all know the Russian-Ukraine war is still affecting the market. But you know what? Surprisingly, it's not affecting as much as I thought. I wrote that in the newsletter this morning. It's not affecting the market as it could have. Right? I mean, think about it. Uh, Russia is a very large OPEC oil developer country, and they're invading another country. And markets don't like that at all. Stock market does not like that at all. Then, you know, so I'm surprised they've done as well as they've done. Okay, so just just kind of an observation. The volatility is there. It's still volatile. I'm not saying we're not dealing with a bunch of volatility. Just saying it hasn't had a collapse. I mean, the market, you know, it, it's in a correction, but it was in a correction mode before this happened, right? I mean, I, I, this week, I think the market's pretty much flat for the week. Pretty amazing for what's going on, in my opinion. 
But volatility also produces opportunities, everybody. It's not always down volatility. And when there is downtown volatility, I I wrote this morning in the newsletter also that maybe it's time to start picking up some, some inexpensive stocks. You know, maybe it's time to start looking at those things. Don't be scared. And if you're not going to buy things that are on sale, then when will you buy things? When they're overpriced? Very smart way to do that. Okay, but for this show, you want accurate information, and you want strategies. You want me to be forthright, and that's what I will do. So give me a call. I want to hear from you. The answers, uh, you know, many times you have answers to specific, directed questions for your situation. And when that happens, it, that's okay. That's fine. But I'm going to try to answer it and and try to relate it to other people as well as to why answering this particular question for this particular situation might, might help a lot of other people. So let's try to do that. that I, I, I will be perfectly happy to answer individual stock questions, but I, you know, I will try to broaden it out a little bit. Now, our mission statement is the same, independent thing, and shared success. That means I'm going to give you full explanations uh, on all the educational segments. I'll be very as clear as I can be in the short period of time we have. And I will give you facts on my stock commentary and I'll try to differentiate this is facts, this is speculation. So that, you know, you know that I'm not always, you know, so that you know the answers are based on what I think as well as what the facts are telling us. Okay? So, we're live right now. We're live 45 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Time to give me a call. You can always call after hours, and we use our voice bank. We call that our voice bank when you leave a question after hours. The number is the same, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to the first listener question. Hello. My name is Paige. I'm a loyal listener in Sunnyvale. was wondering if you could please evaluate the stock Upstart Holdings. They are in the business of artificial intelligence and applying that to lending. This has gone way down to got as low as 81 day, hovering around 100 now, and the earnings are expected on February 15th. Curious what you guys think when you would feel comfortable getting into disruptor in the lending market. Thank you. Well, this is a pretty volatile stock because now it's 128. You called when it was 100, and that was, what, three days ago, <laughs> two, three days ago. Uh, provides a cloud-based uh, artificial intelligence lending platform shared between uh, company and uh, consumers and lenders to enable an effortless credit. Upstart Holdings, symbol is UPST. It's fairly new. It's only come out since, since December. So it's not even been around, let's see, what December? Let's see, no, no, no. no, I'm sorry, December 2020. So it's been around over a year. So that's good. Uh, I always worry about stocks less than six months old if they're brand new. Because after six months, the insiders can sell, and many times stocks sell under the IPO price. This IPO price looks like around forty dollars or so, and it's one hundred twenty-eight today, so pretty good. But it got up to four hundred dollars a share, four hundred. So people would think, well, now it's a bargain. Well, it kinda is for a growth stock. I mean, the sales growth is two hundred fifty percent in the last two quarters, two hundred fifty percent per quarter. It's taken off in recent you know, recent quarters, at least in the recent year. It's going to make $3.20 next year. It made $2.31. Let me take that back. It's going to make $2.31 this year and $3.20 next year. 
Management owns 25% of the company, which is a huge percentage. Uh, mutual funds have been went from 150 mutual funds a year ago when it first opened to 549 now. So they are pushing hard. 65% of the stock is owned by mutual funds. 25% is owned by insiders. Okay, that means 90% of the stock is already owned. 10% in the, you know, by the rest of us. 90% is owned by the management or mutual funds. 90%. Anyways, I do think it's a good price. I do. If the sales growth is still, I, I, I kind of like it where it is. Justin and I are grateful for your podcast support, everybody, and our free downloads will continue. I want to make you aware of two other ways to find our material and unbiased guidance. Invest Talk has a YouTube channel and an Instagram following. We're billing out more content on both platforms. So go to YouTube or Instagram and search Invest Talk. That's with two T's. Remember, two T's in the middle, no space. And please tell your friends. And now the phone lines are open 888 99 chart. got a portfolio to grow and protect and this is no time to lose focus so get your finance and investment questions together and call steve peasley and justin klein they're ready with their unbiased answers invest talk 888-99-CHART i was looking at this stock it's called universal insurance holdings uve and it looks very promising because it makes money every year do you think that this is a good stock to buy? I see it's down like 20% in the last week, and it came up in the screener, and I'm very interested. I just wanted your opinion if you thought it was a good stock or not. Thank you, and have a nice day. Okay, this is Universal Insurance Holdings. U, V is in Victor, E is in Edward. Is a symbol Fort Lauderdale, out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Offers property and casual insurance products, including wind, wind risk coverage to homeowners. Wind risk. I don't know wind risk coverage or what that means. I think that's something's wrong with that sentence. Um, it's a very small company. $384 million is the market cap. So that's very, very small. Okay. Um, earnings are up 21. They're going to be up, up 200% this year. They were up. They were 65 cents in 2021. They're going to be up $2.03 this year and $2.38 in 2023. Sales growth hasn't been nearly as uh, robust. Most recent co- quarter, 7%. But in the September quarter, it was down, shrank 8%. Sales, sales. Now, sales is $292 million a share, uh, a quarter. And therefore, was that four times that is you know like a billion plus dollars, and it's a three hundred eighty-four million dollar company. Meaning, that's pretty inexpensive. It's a fairly low price company. It's a twelve dollar and twenty-nine cent stock, going to make two dollars and thirty-eight cents. The five PE, the range of the PE range in the last five years is six to seventy-four. So even though the return on equity is kind of weak at five percent. Uh, they do not have a lot of debt. They pay a 5.2% dividend. I'm wondering if that's sustainable or not. But I think it's a low-priced stock. I would want to know why it fell hard and recently. Was that was that earnings or what was that? You know, what, why did it fall so hard? I, 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 and it, I'm trying to, it might have been earnings. 
Um, I don't know. I'd have to read the news. Find out if it was earnings and find out if that's just a one-time thing or was something systemic wrong. It's really what you want to know. But from what I can see, it looks like a good value. My focus point today is based on the story. Uh, should the Fed let the Russia-Ukraine crisis impact the pace of tightening? Remember, the Fed's going to raise rates. It says they're going to raise rates three, four, five times, right, within the year. So should they change this because of the Russia-Ukraine thing? Okay, no trivia question today because it's Friday, and you know on Friday I usually highlight the parts of the newsletter, and of course I always give you uh, uh, some updated numbers, you know, basic numbers for the week, and we'll do that too at the halfway mark of the program. How did the market do today? Well, it was down. They ended up Dow was down 180, the Nasdaq down 225, and the SP down 35 points. But the Dow, Dow was down five, six hundred points at one point at the earlier in the day. So it made made up some territory today while bad things were going on in the Russia, Russia Ukraine thing. Apparently Russia took over night, took over a, a nuclear power plant. Where there was fires and things in the nuclear power plant, that's kind of worrisome. Remember, you do remember where uh, uh, where uh, the big problem uh, of, of the nuclear power plant. What was it? Uh, oh, Jesus! Senior moment, people. Senior moment here. Um, 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 it'll come to me. That was that one, the one where it melted, and it was in Ukraine. That's where it was. Wasn't in Russia. It was in Ukraine. Where it melted, where the the power plant melted about twenty years ago or so. So you know they don't have a very good safety record record there anyway. So kind of worrisome. Other topics, and we get to it. The Josh report came out today, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Higher oil prices will that affect? Will that that do the job what the Fed's doing? Will that replace the job the Fed's doing, higher oil prices? Fed wants to slow down the economy, right? I'm assuming that's one of the reasons they're raising rates. No, so the economy won't get overheated and slow down inflation. Well, will higher oil prices, which, of course, leads to inflation, is inflationary, but will it lead to a slower economy? Hmm. And Americans avoiding all things Russia. Those are what I wanted to talk about if we can. We have good news for InvestTalk listeners that enjoy hearing unbiased answers to caller questions at a faster pace. We have just posted all new February Rapid Fire Hour. It's available now as a free podcast download. So please tell your friends and everybody about InvestTalk Rapid Fire Podcasts. And now the InvestTalk phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and we are all watching the markets go up, then down. So now, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Steve Peasley is here taking your questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Taylor in Philadelphia. Hi, Taylor. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Not much. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm calling you today about uh, Exxon, X-O-M. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've owned it for a while. I've enjoyed some nice, uh, some nice gains, some nice appreciation. 
it's become about eight or nine percent of my portfolio. And with all the uh, attention to the space and stuff going on in the world, I'm wondering if this is a good place to trim. Uh, is there a type of moving average that I should be looking at to uh, to trim a little bit, or if it's just time to let it run? I think you let it run some more. Um, the, the thinking is good. Uh, I like the thinking, Jer- uh, Taylor, to think about, mm, I like ExxonMobil a lot, maybe we should trim it, but not sell it. Um, I think oil is going to go, it could reach to $150 a barrel. And I just think we're, you might be premature, but the thought of trimming is the thought, the correct response. Um, we own ExxonMobil and many of our managed accounts. We also own the other very large oil company in the United States and many of our managed accounts. And we haven't trimmed so far, but but the, the, the mental process is correct. I would, I would, if I were you, follow it up. Look at a weekly chart of the stock and the recent move up and put a trend line from the bottoms. And if it breaks that bottom of the trend line, maybe that's when you should pull the trigger and, you know, uh, cut back. Not, not sell it, but cut back if it breaks that. It will someday, but I think, I think it's an upward trend. I think it's going to stay there. So let's see if we can run with it a little bit. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jeremy in El Paso. Hey, Jeremy. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hi, I'm, I'm calling about uh, home builder stocks. Uh, I'm trying to reduce the number of tickers in my portfolio. Right now, I own a half position each in two home builders, uh, tickers Delta Hotel India mm-hmm. and ticker Papa Hotel Mike. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you thought if one was better than the other and maybe I could sell one and keep the other. Well, if it was me, I'd probably sell both of them. Okay, um, not that I think housing's going to fall apart or anything, but I think the home builders have had a very good run, and I think their run is coming. You know, they're still numbers are still going to look good. They're going to be look good this year. They're going to look good probably into next year. You know, but the Federal Reserve is raising rates. Uh, Federal Reserve will probably continue to raise rates, and that's going to put upward pressure on mortgages, and that's going to put downward pressure on the home builders, even while they're making lots and lots and lots of money. They're still going to be downward pressure because of the future doesn't look as bright with raising interest rates. Uh, I can tell you this: Dr. Horton's probably looks uh, to me. I think is healthier, you know, from a financial point of view. That which is DHI symbol, everybody. Dr. Horton, Texas Space Home Builder, with operating divisions in 98 markets in 31 states. It's a big, big builder. So. That's my opinion. Appreciate the call, Jeffrey. Thank you. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, should the Fed let the Russia-Ukraine crisis impact the pace of tightening? Tightening meaning raising interest rates. Should the Fed let that happen? My personal opinion is no. And this is a quote from Jerry Jeremy Siegel, a professor of finance at the Wharton School of University of uh, Pennsylvania. Been around many, many, many years. Supposed to be a really smart guy. He thinks that the Fed is way behind in its pace of tightening rates. They're way behind. And I agree. They are. The Federal Reserve, just so you know, always seems to be behind. Whether they're raising rates or lowering rates, they always seems to be behind. They're not very proactive. Here we have lots of inflation, right? Inflation is actually increasing. Even though today's jobless market said that the salaries did not increase from quarter to quarter. But 
Anyways, we know it's pretty high. An increase in the Fed has done absolutely nothing to address it. Not even care. And they said they weren't going to care. I'm not, you know, they did say they weren't going to care for a while. Um, I still think they're behind. Um, so uh, you cannot, I, I think the Fed should ignore this Russia-Ukraine thing because it's not going to have a very much effect on the world economy. It's not. It's going to have some effect basically, basically because of oil prices. And, you know, they're talking in Washington, finally, about maybe doing something about if you're going to put sanctions on Russia, it's got to be on their energy, to, their energy, their natural gas and oil. If you, if you don't address that, that's where they make their money. That's where they, they, they are a nothing country without three things, oil and natural gas, nuclear weapons, and a big military. That's all they have. Their economy is third world. You take away oil and natural gas, the economy is third world. This whole thing is crashing their own economy. This little spat that Putin has with Ukraine for some reason. And I kind of think we know what the reason was. He's afraid that NATO is going to you know, go, continue spending east and it'll be right on Russian border because he's paranoid. But, you know, his paranoid, but who's the one who's the aggressor in the area? Certainly isn't NATO. They're not trying to take over countries, are they? Who is? Hmm. How many times have you tried? Has he done this? Is this the third time now, taking over people's the country's territory? Mm-hmm. Right. And who should be paranoid? Not him. We're heading into a, into a break, everybody. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, 
I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E dot com hacker one dot com your objective is to work hard plan well and achieve financial freedom right you're in luck because steve peasley is here now ready to take your finance and investment questions call 888-99-CHART hello this is dave in oklahoma city i'm calling about 3m the price now is uh, down around 155. Just wondering if this might be a, a good opportunity to get in. Looks like it's uh, PEs around 15, dividend almost 4%. Just curious what you guys think. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Okay, 3M, MMM is a symbol, provides industrial tapes, adhesives, medical and office products, surveillance and communication products. So, you know, it's a conglomerate. It's an $83 billion conglomerate, so it's big. Uh, they made money forever and continued to make money and continue to grow with money. They even grew their money dirt well. And they quite no, I did they lost. They made eight dollars and eighty-eight cents in two thousand nineteen and eight dollars and eighty-five cents, three cents less in two thousand twenty. But they've grown money every year. This year they're going to make uh, ten dollars and forty cents a share. Next year eleven dollars and thirteen cents. It's a hundred forty-six dollars stock. So yeah, it's a pretty reasonably priced stock. Uh, I think if you're going to buy it, this is a good place to buy it. I do. Uh, its return on equity is 42%, which is all, they've always had a very high return on equity. They carry a little more debt than I'm comfortable with, but they pay a 4.1% dividend and have a $13.70 cash flow per share, $13.70, which is very good. Uh, so, yeah, if you were going to buy uh, 3M and you wanted it to be in your portfolio as a long-term hold, this is not something you buy and get rid of because, you know, you didn't go up for you. This is never going to be exciting shooting straight up. But I I think it's $146 today. I think it has a really good shot going back to 200 I do. But you're going to have to be patient. Meanwhile, you get 4.1% dividend yield. Their dividend is very solid. Okay, uh, the KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Um, in the market conditions sections, I explained 
I think everyone should be surprised that the stock market did not react more violently than it has so far in the Russia-Ukraine war. The full video display of the Russian invasion of Ukraine is impactful. We all see it, right? And the worldwide condemnation with strong sanctions on Russia would ordinarily make one think the stock market should have fallen harder or even collapsed, but it didn't. Uh, on the home front, we did have a bunch of good, good economic numbers. We did. The ISM Manufacturer Index for February was 57.3, down from 57.5. And the Services Index was 56.5, down from 59.9. But well above 50, which is the demarcation between expansion and shrinking of our economy. So, yeah, they weakened a little bit, but weakened from very strong numbers. Okay, so that was not a bad thing. Factory, factory orders for January came in at 1.4%, a number that was an increase from 0.7% the month before. Core capital equipment orders rose 1% from 0.9% in January. And, of course, the big number was the jobs report that came out today. I mean, think about it. The expectation was 440,000 new jobs for February. Month before in January, it's 467,000. So they expected it to go down. Instead, it went up to 678,000. That's a su substantial surprise, the upside. And at the same time, wages did not go up. Unemployment rate fell to 3.8% from poor. So, you know, not a bad, really, not a bad thing. Not a bad look at the market, really. I mean, at the economy. Really, it wasn't. So, I also mentioned that there might be time to pick up a few tech stocks. And you know, I have not been pushing tech stocks, and I'm not pushing it now. But you should be in commodities, and you should buy commodities. And this, I think we are going to continue to push commodities prices. But, you know, some of the tech stocks are getting pretty cheap. Maybe you might want to look at them a little bit. And the portfolio management section, I talked about volatility. Volatility. We all know that's the word of the day. Stocks are inherently risky. And by now, we should all know this. It's ended on the radio for 20 plus years, 22 plus years, people. Stocks are risky. It's managing the risk, how to control the risk. That's, that's what you got to worry about. And I gave you four ways you can manage and control risk on the portfolio management. Diversification is one of them. Okay, you know, I've talked about diversification, maybe uh, investing in gold, maybe using some derivatives. I mean, there's there's ways to reduce risk, and we at KPP Financial actually use many of these ways. Another, another way is have some cash. Stock Ideas, a leading provider of automatic identification and data capture technology for enterprises. Its solutions include barcode printers, scanners, mobile computers, workflow optimization software. We like, I like that company. I also looked at a company that is a global multi-industry giant with one of the largest installed base, bases of equipment. The company has a history of under-promising and over-delivering on its targets. And it looks like the company found support where it is on the chart pays a 2.1% dividend a couple stock ideas I name them of course in the newsletter 
Uh, and finally, the Consumer Watch talked about buying a home and how expensive it is. Many people believe prices will fall at some point, provide an opportunity to own a piece of America's dream at cheaper prices. However, that may be an incorrect assumption, and I give you two reasons why. Why? Why? I don't think houses are going to fall this year. I think prices might creep up this year, despite the mortgages rates going up. And mind you, mortgages are still really cheap. That's another reason. I, that's the other reason why I think houses, housing may go up. It's still cheap. No matter 4%, come on. I, I give you some examples of how high it has been in the past. So there's a good deal of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter when you subscribe at investtalk.com. That's the two T's in there, no spaces. You'll get the newsletter every Saturday morning via your inbox. You can subscribe again at investtalk.com. Now let's go to Nick who happens to live in Hayward. Hi, Nick. Hi. Hi, Steve. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you for the call. Oh, thank you. Um, a friend of mine asked me about this stock and he's recommending it and I find it interesting, uh, but I want to know your opinion. What do you think about it? Okay. H-L-T-H. Okay. That's Q, Q Health. Okay. Let me, I'll, I'll give you uh-huh. my, I'll give you my feelings about listening to a friend recommending a stock to you. And that is never, ever, ever buy a stock that a friend suggested you should buy. Because how do they find out about it? And they're telling you, usually it's too late by the time you hear it. But let's take a look at it. C-U-H-L-T-H is a symbol. It's Q Health Inc. out of San Diego. Provides diagnostic technology platform that offers portable molecular testing. Okay. They don't make money. They they made sixty four cents in two thousand twenty one. They lost money the year before that, and they lost money the year before that, and they're going to lose thirty five cents next year per share. Sales growth has been very strong. This is this is the positive on this, is the growth of sales is uh, dramatic. Two hundred twenty three million dollars in the most recent quarter before that was 137 million before that was 64 million before that was 13 million so in a year went from 13 million in sales in a quarter to 223 million so that's dramatic so hopefully at some point they'll become more profitable or become profitable another problem you have with this company it is very new okay it came out uh what september of last year uh, and it came out right around $20 a share, and today it's $10.03. So uh, for me, I would not recommend it because it's not making money yet, even though the sales is growing very fast. Uh, and management owns 38%, so that's, uh, that's a positive. So I can see why your friend said, you know, they like the company because sales are very growing very fast, and management has a very strong interest in succeeding because they own a lot of it. But I don't like buying companies that don't make money, as you probably know. Nick, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. When people take time to leave an Investor podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their question quickly. 
So this is Dr. Derm. Uh, he wants to talk about OKE. Prior episodes had the sell point for OKE at $68, but with the commodity super cycle, should the price target be higher for this? For the, I, I can tell you I am very familiar with OKE, and I still like it. I own it in my 401k, and I'm not selling it. Um, I think it can easily go back to its old high a couple of years ago of around $80 a share. Uh, right now, it's at $68.42. Earnings are going to be $387 this year. after being $335 last year, $417 next year per share, $4.17. Um, sales growth is over 100% in the last three quarters before those 50%. Uh, OKE, one oak. what do they do? Engage in natural gas and natural gas and and natural gas gathering and processing in the Rocky Mountains. Commodities. I like it. I like to be in the space. Meanwhile, they pay a 5.5% dividend. So I like it. I would not sell it yet. I would follow it up with the upward trend line. As long as it keeps moving up, I'm holding on to it. The only bad thing I don't like about this one, it's a lot of debt. They carry a lot of debt. But I'm okay with the kind of debt that they have. Okay, okay is the symbol, everybody. On Fridays, I generally find a way to fit in a quick rundown on the key benchmark numbers. So here they are. The two-year treasury yield was at 1.48%. Last week, it was 1.59, so it went down. Ten weeks ago, it was 0.64. The 10-year treasury yield, 1.74. Now, remember, the two-year is 1.48. The 10-year is 1.71. Now, last week, it was 1.93. So the 10-year came down, right? The 10-year came down, and so did the two-year, but the 10-year came down more. So that means the yield spread got smaller. Remember, that's the key. What's the yield spread? Smaller. We don't want it to be smaller. If it inverts, there's a recession coming. 100% of the time, that's a signal for a recession. Gold prices, 1969 per ounce. Last week was 1885. It was 1806 a month ago. Silver, 2567 per ounce. Last week was 2334. So gold had a very good week. Oil had an even better week. $115 per barrel. Last week it was 90. 12 weeks ago it was 66. We're paying over $5 a gallon gallon for here in California, in case you were wondering. Do I have that number? Yeah, 507. 507. It was 479 a week ago. National average, $3.83, was 357. So, so gasoline prices jumped up, meaning inflation. Remember, everybody uses gasoline. Most everybody uses gasoline or natural gas, and those prices are shooting up. That means inflation is shooting up to for us consumers of energy. And it's, that's not just the only thing that's going up. Anyways, it, it, Texas, the gas is the cheapest right now, $3.49 per gallon. And you can understand why. Here in California, our, our, our government is very hostile to oil. Natural and uh, natural gas and gasoline and, and you know they tie, they tax way more than they need because they want to push us away from usage of it. 
And that's a problem on a nationwide basis, really. Because oil companies know that. You know, if, if, if Biden was serious about trying to get prices down, he should pick up the phone and talk to some of the fracking CEOs. Devin Energy, talk to that guy. Because if we want to get more oil in the market the fastest, you could do it within months you do with with expanding the fracking, but they won't they won't do that. Everybody hates fracking. Well, not everybody, but you know, environmentalists hate fracking, even though I disagree with them that it's you know why would you tell other countries to pump oil if you don't we don't pump it? No matter who pumps it, it's pollution, wherever it is. But we still need it. Demand for oil is going up over the next decade, people, not going down, no matter what we think about electric cars. Electric cars are going to keep coming, and they'll be a big part, but, you know, not big enough and not soon enough. So we'll see. Uh, next up, let's go take a look at to our Invest Talk Voice Bank. Hello, my name is Kyle. I'm just wondering about some life insurance. I recently just signed up for a variable universal life insurance, and I just want to want your guys' opinion to see if I'm making the right decision with this. Thanks again. Bye. I like term life much better than variable life or whole life. And I'd rather, because term life is much, much cheaper, and it's just life insurance. Whole life and variable life try to pretend that they're investments, and when it'd be much smarter just to put the difference in premium in an investment, not a, not an insurance company policy, okay? Because they're usually pretty expensive. So term life is where I would go for life insurance. And that's my opinion. You're going to have a lot of life insurance agents disagree with me. 888-99-CHART, that's our number. Time to give me a call. I want to help you achieve that financial freedom. 888-992-4278. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Jim in Indiana. Hi, Jim. Hi, Steve. Glad to glad to hear your voice. Just calling about Steel Dynamics today. Okay. Um, I, I STLD Sam Tango Lima Diego. Uh-huh. Um, I've got some. I'm really happy with it over the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, just kind of wanting your feedback on okay on uh, long term. Okay. Well, Steel Dynamics. I think it's up like thirty percent in the last month. I mean, it's really made yeah. a pretty dramatic move here, uh, and it's broken out to a 52-week new 52-week high. So it's now on a run. Where that run will end, I'm not sure. But for everybody else, Steel Dynamics (STLD) manufactures flat-rolled structural bar and rolled steel and recyclables, ferrous and non-ferrous scrap metals. They're going to make $13.52 this year per share, and it's a $77 stock. Okay, but next year, their earnings are allegedly drop off to $6. I'm not sure why that's so. That's the estimate, and I'm thinking, why so dramatically drop off? I, I want to know why that is before. 
but the return on equity is very good at 62%. Does not have very much debt. Management owns 5%. It's a $15 billion company. Mutual funds have been buying over the last year from 1,300 mutual funds to almost 1,600 mutual funds owns this company. 59% of the company is owned by the institution, so there's room for more institutional ownership. Um, and I'm a little worried, Jim, because I think it's had such a great run in a pretty short period of time. I can see it giving back some of this money. But I do like the sector. So if it's gotten to be out of balance a little bit because it's gone up so nice for you, you might want to trim, but you could. I wouldn't do it just this right now. I might follow it up with a, a really tight stop. Let's say if it breaks below, remember, it's a 77. If it broke below 74, I might, might cut my position in half because I'm afraid it might go into the 60s. You know, and that, that would bother me after being up to 77. But commodities is on a run overall. You know, and everybody's doing very well with it. So kind of want to hold on to it, but I'm a little nervous. How's that? You make it, that doesn't give you much comfort, does it? Does it? So I'm nervous. You're probably more nervous. Um, so, Jim, I would follow it up with a tight stop and cut my position if there shows any weakness. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Chris in Alhambra, California. Hi, Chris. Oh, it's Alabama. Hey. Oh, okay, sorry. Hi, Chris. Yeah. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Yeah, I don't get as good a weather as you got. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, today it was beautiful, like 68 degrees. I had a little bit of rain this morning, then sun. We need rain here, though. And I wish I had the rain some of the times you guys get. But. Oh, we got plenty of that. I'll yeah, that. We do not. Hey, I was, yeah, I was calling. I wanted to see what you thought. I ran a screen kind of based off the information you guys always give us. And I uh -huh. came up with Louisiana Pacific Corporation, LPX. Okay. okay. Uh you know, with my limited resources of researching around a lot of different things that I looked at, I'll say that this is a strong buy. But kind of like you just said on Steel Dynamics, like next year it looks like the earnings per share is going to drop off a little bit. Yeah, I see and that. Wanted to, get your, wanted to get your opinion on this one. Okay, this is one. This company out of Nashville, Tennessee. LPX is the symbol, Louisiana Pacific Corp. Manufactures siding and engineered wood products for home construction, repair, and remodeling. It's a $5.9 billion company, so it's a mid-cap company. Uh, earnings growth is pretty darn strong uh, over the last few years. Uh, 2020, for instance, it made $4.31 a share. 2021, it made $14 a share. 2022 this year, it's estimated to make $12, but next year it's supposed to drop back down to $6.70. And to be honest, if you, if we didn't have those years in between going from $4.31 to $6.70, you know, we would say, hey, that's a pretty good growth rate. But when you have those two huge numbers in between, it doesn't look so great. Um, I would keep it because it's still fairly inexpensive, but follow it with a tight stop. I like the company. I do like where they are. Thanks for the call, Chris. I'm Steve Peasley. This completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us. It's free. The podcast is free. You can get it from iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And, of course, if you rate us, give us a review on iTunes, and you have a question, we'll get to it right away. We promise. 
Independent thinking, shared success. This is the best talk, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.